0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse Podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse Podcast. Let's join Oanda senior market analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning from London, and good afternoon to you, sir.
1: Good afternoon, all from Singapore, and good morning to you, Johnny.
0: Busy week coming up, particularly for central banks. We'll discuss that shortly. But first, I want to get your overview about the market so far looking at where you are hong kong has closed down two percent but the nikkei is up one and a quarter percent what else has struck you as interesting so far this week
1: so for interesting uh, if you look at currently the fx market will be the dollar story so the dollar has been pretty much strengthening uh, in the last one and a half week or so after that uh, earlier plunge seen in about two weeks back uh, after it broke below that uh, 50-day moving average from the dollar index. So what we could see over here is uh, the dollar has been pretty much uh, strengthening against, in fact, uh, one of these, uh strongest movements will be the euro dollar. So in fact, right now, intraday is actually down negative 0.5%. So the reason being of this uh, strong dollar against the euro currency is actually due to uh, pretty much this mail number up from Germany, which is the Germany flat Manufacturing PMI data, so they came in below expectation. Uh, they're actually down thirty-eight point eight in July, so that's below expectation of forty-one and below last month figure, which is the June figure at forty-point six. So bear in mind that this is the flash uh, data for July. So if this data turns out as expected in the finalised figure, that's out about two and a half weeks from now, it will be a uh, mark a uh, pretty much bad uh, stage, uh, we call it a situation for Germany because if you look at Germany their primary economic growth comes from the external sector which is the manufacturing. So with a figure of 38.8 for the flash manufacturing PMI, this is actually the steepest pace of uh, deterioration uh, in this sector since the aftermath of the COVID pandemic in May 2020. That could actually actually explain to this uh, weak euro dollar story that we're seeing right now, because. Uh it could actually uh, start to to shift the pendulum for ECB hawks to be much more on the dovish camp. So uh, for sure, definitely a 25 basis point hike by the ECB is more or less priced in uh, this coming Thursday. But what we're actually interested in will be the September meeting, which is a 50-50 right now. And especially after ECB uh, Governor uh, Lagrad posts a press conference later after the ECB decision out on Thursday.
0: And this is following a similar pattern we've already seen with the Federal Reserve in the United States, the Bank of England, as well with those CPI numbers last week. It looks as though uh, it'll be a bit more dovish, although who knows? Things change week by week. It seems to be going with that uh, particular pattern. And I said to uh, one of your colleagues, the old adage, when America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. Similar idea in terms of how we're following their inflation rate and interest rate uh, rises. Of course, that meeting with the ECB is on Thursday. But We've got uh, the Federal Reserve on Wednesday and the Bank of Japan as well. What are we expecting from the Fed?
1: Okay, so for the Fed, uh, more or less, it's close to, about, I think above 95%, they're actually expecting a 25 basis point hike to bring the Fed fund rate to 5.5% for 525 So what's interesting over here is, uh, it, okay, for this uh, Federal Reserve meeting on Wednesday, there is no dot plot uh, out. The main reason why this dot plot is actually the Federal Reserve officials will give their projection on key economic data as well as uh, the Fed fund rate. So the previous dot plot, they're actually looking at a, terminal rate for the Fed fund uh, rate to be at 5.75% to 6%. So that actually implies uh, another rate hike uh, before uh, we call this uh, uh, end of business for this current interest rate hike cycle. Uh, so, but however, if you look at the market pricing right now, it's rather dovish instead. So, if you look at the uh, CME uh, Fed Fund uh, Watch 2 based on the uh, interest rate futures, they're only looking at uh, around 18% chance of another 25 basis point hike coming in September. So, uh, the the question right now, always, we we'll ask ourselves here, is that is the market overly uh, optimistic about this disinflationary inflationary narrative that is being p- price into the marketplace right now that is being reflected on a, we call it a, a stronger dollar, and we start to see uh, equities prices being beaten up, especially on the major benchmark US indices, also in some of the European indices as well, uh, except for China proxies. Okay, So, uh, now, the next question we ask ourselves is, inflation we know that over here is that whatever data we are seeing is tend to be more backward looking, so for forward looking uh, we call it uh, data because you look at the prices of or drivers of future inflationary expectation which is the big one will be oil price right because you know that oil once oil increases most of our stuff will increase as well all the way from food supply all the way from uh, uh, I mean uh uh, even our salary expectation, because even though we are going towards that decarbonisation, we still require oil at this point in time to run our businesses, yeah, and run the economy. So, what's interesting about the futures pricing of WTI crude oil prices, one of the international benchmark, in the last four weeks, right? It has been pretty resilient, and I think this is the best performance I've seen so far in the last, uh, close to about, I think, uh, about a year. Or so, they have four consecutive weekly increases. So that's four consecutively higher closes in the last four weeks for this WTI to actually bridge past the 200-day 200 200 day moving average, which is a key technical uh, element that most traders are watching. And right now, it's actually uh, kind of testing that uh, WTI, I use the WTI as a, as a proxy again, as a benchmark, at this US dollar 77.30 per barrel. So in fact, that is actually the upper boundary of this uh, major of a quite technical analysis, this uh, medium term, uh, we call it a potential bearish reversal descending which configuration that is in place since uh, 7th of November 2022 high. So if you start to see a clear breakout above this 77.30 level, uh, the next resistance uh, significant reserve for oil will actually come in at around the $84 per barrel. So, if that move start to materialize, right, it will start to see inflationary expectations start to pick up. So, that could give a bit of challenge for this, uh, this inflationary uh, narrative that is being, uh, kind of a, a trumpet out in the market right now.
0: And finally, in uh, Asia Pacific, where you are, uh, Kelvin, uh, I mentioned before, we're going to see the uh, Bank of Japan. Uh, with its announcement and there is some news coming out of china as well with uh, a polit bureau meeting we're not quite sure of the date of it yet which may or may not indicate future stimulus measures
1: yes yeah so usually this political bureau meeting uh is actually it's a very key meeting where the top leadership of china actually give up uh top policy economic guidance. Uh, for a long term and medium term so if you look at the last few meetings there have been uh, signs that they are actually looking to kind of stimulate the current economic weakness that's being seen in China both internal and external and at this point in time right, in the last two weeks there's been a lot of rhetoric, okay, rhetoric as in there's a lot of what you call words and uh, very uh, smoothing phrases being used by top Chinese policymakers agency, that they are here to actually uh, support, firstly, the private sector, that means, i.e., we're not looking for another, what I call, round of stringent clampdown on the business operation of China big tech stocks that actually took shape in the last two and a half years. And as well as uh, more stimulus measures to actually uh, beef up uh, consumer spending in the form of uh, subsidies. Like subsidies, like for example, we talk about subsidies of buying a property and subsidies of uh, buying, we call it, uh, home appliances as well. Okay, So the key story right now is that in the last two months, there has been lack of details of such physical stimulus measures, other than that ten percent basis a uh, rate cut from the key uh, three key benchmark interest rate out of China. Uh, concrete and detailed physical stimulus uh, plans has been pretty much muted. So right now, it's over here. Is that what we could see over here? Is that market seem to be pricing in another what I call uh, potential uh, very vague kind of a. Uh, uh, message coming out from this political Polit Bureau meeting. So since last week, right, based taking into account of last week price action and today's intraday movement, the China proxy index, at uh, the Hang Seng index, is down close to four percent. The HSCI, which is the Hang Seng China Enterprise Index, is down four point four percent. So uh, that is a rather weak uh, uh, underperformance. If you look at their, their, what do you call it, their, their, their their current uh, week-to-date performance and the past one-month performance against the rest of the majors. So what if there's a possibility that uh, given that if there is some kind of concrete measures that is being uh, hammered out for this political bureau meeting, it could actually spark a bit of uh, positive animal spirits coming back into this uh, China market, which I believe that uh, we could actually caught uh, uh, short-term investors or traders off guard, at least in the short term.
0: Okay, Kelvin Wong, OANDA Senior Market Analyst in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today and have a great week. Same to you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by OANDA.